Welcome to Hills I Die On. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Hello and welcome to Hills I Die On. Today is another wonderful day on the pod because today we're joined by one of the very best in the biz. Uh, she's a writer slash comedian for shows like The Sex Lives of College Girls and The Late Late Show with James Corden. She's also the creator of the beloved Instagram, Official Sean Penn, and the co-founder of Fish Wife. Uh, she's incredibly funny and also a style icon. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Caroline Goldfarb. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy Thank to be here. Thank you for here. doing it. You were one of my vulnerable reach outs where I was <gasps> like, I'm such a fan of official Sean Penn. And you're also friends with like a Tapscott and, you, you know, and, and a Moskowitz and a Kureishi. We have so many goodies. friends in common. So many. So I had to do a little like, do you think she'd come be on my podcast? I mean, I probably, it took me 15 seconds to respond. The answer was a hard resounding yes. It warmed my heart in ways you couldn't possibly understand. I'm so thrilled to be here. Very thrilled to have you here. Uh, how are you? I'm pretty good. How was Mexico? It was, it was nice. Yeah. Where'd I mean, you go? I, Mexico City. Hell yeah. Classic. Cla- classic. I mean, <laughs> have, can you call yourself a person in LA or New York? If, if you haven't been. Haven't been. You know, it's fabulous. Not my first time, not to brag. Right. Wow. Sort wow. Of a bit of a local at this point. Amazing. How often are we talking? I, this is only my second time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, do you Twice. go all the time? You got a house there? No, <laughs> no, no. Twice yeah. counts. Bit of an honestly. Yeah. Bit of an almost expat. Yeah. And <laughs> then went to the Cancun-ish area. Uh-huh. Yeah. My first time on the sort of east coast is of that Mexico. Is the Tulum-ish area? It's the Tulum, Cancun-ish okay, okay. area. Right. I'm not so familiar with the geog. But uh, it was for me too. beautiful. Amazing. And you're a lot closer to the equator and the sun does hit different. Yes, very much so. I've got like a spackly burn on my back. <laughs> my back looks like the siding of a cheap apartment. Rash. I'm <laughs> no, very... I'm <laughs> But it was fabulous. Um, I'm sure it looks great. And also when people notice and they're like, are you okay? You're like, never better. Never <laughs> better. I mean, am I still stuff. struggling with a little bit of diarrhea? You better believe it. But it's not a trip to Mexico <laughs> if you're not. It's not. It's, it's not. part of the fun. Exactly. It's part you, of the fun. You, you, instead of losing pre-vacation weight, it's rare to lose during vacation, vacation weight. And like, congratulations. The customs officer was like, do you have any souvenirs? I'm like, do I have any souvenirs? Did <laughs> I bring back the best? Soon, <laughs> I'm going to. So, you know, it was fab. That's amazing. We were actually just in Mexico, too, mm. for a wedding. Mm. And uh, same boat. Same boat, really. Yeah. Almost didn't make it past that uh, customs line. <laughs> Look, I'm okay. My boyfriend's the one that's really struggling. Oh, I think man. he'd be okay with me sharing this. He got a full-blown parasite. No. Which is, there's regular Mexico. I, I'll yeah. keep, I'm not going to say the D word, because I feel like your listeners, oh, I'm, I'm assuming allowed. too much I have comfort. So I talk about diarrhea. Okay, well, I, regular so Mexico sorry. diarrhea is sure. like... Right. Mm, We've all had it. Yeah, that's yeah. just your classic run of the mill. But a parasite, oh, that's, that's a bit of a game changer. Real bad. Yeah. It was scary stuff. He's on the mend. I'm glad. He's trending upward, as okay. we say, but it's touch and go. <laughs> Real touch and go. Touch and go. I got to ask, I, I, you didn't want to say the D word, so you can tell me if you don't want to talk about this. Oh, Did I'm, he have to go do the whole taking stool samples to okay. the doctor thing? Such a good question, Taylor. <laughs> like you've immediately hit on one of my passions, which is, <laughs> which is doing a stool sample test. <laughs> I... He, okay. So he, his parent is, one of his parents is a doctor. Okay. So they were able to kind of diagnose him at a distance. And the best part about the pharmacy, uh, you know, we got our over the counter antimicrobial medication. You know, he got on it as soon as possible. So he did not have to do a stool sample. Amazing. But as someone who has had the pleasure Ugh, of doing one, you and me both. Holy, holy shit. Are they not the most debasing, humiliating? Absolutely. Like, um, this is where we are in our Western medical system that I'm literally using a plastic, I'm using (laughs) a plastic spoon (laughs) and scooping my own shit from vial to vial. It's, I, I was, it shook me up in ways I will never, it was like going to war. Yes, I completely agree with you. And when you're already feeling sick, I, I had to then, 
it was like whatever comes next. And then I was too late. So I had to store my own sample oh, in the fridge that's slow. and then kindly ask the boy no. I was living with to drive it to the doctor. That's and so I just demeaning. don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's gonna debasing. Be baby, I wouldn't even be able to look at my fridge in the same way. I was like, no, I can't even look can't at myself the same way. After you do that in your bathroom, I, I aged a yes. hundred years that <laughs> day. <laughs> it's humiliating. I saw a side of myself that I didn't know I had. Cause once you start to, like you can't stop. No. Like the minute you start the stool sample, it's like I have to put my own shit in these six vials and I, there's no taking a break. No, you're like, committed. You're committed. Very committed. Oh, you're not doing it in shifts. No. Yeah, absolutely It's not. a one and done. I It it sucked. I'm, it really I'm, sucked. I'm honestly grateful that, that you have also seen, you know, seen the worst of life and that is during during it's, said sample. It was my lowest point. Um, I think that will point. instantly bring us closer. Um, the worst was I was having tummy troubles at the time oh. and my doctor was like, why don't you just do a stool sample? I'm like, great. Hopefully I'll get some answers. And sure. I send it in and she's like, your stool sample looks normal. No further, no, no at that point, further it details. Is, it, that's, that's medical malpractice. It is the doctor's yeah. duty to lie yeah. to you at that point. I know. Point I'm like, find say, something. Yeah. Anything. You there, can I know tell me that it'll cure it on its own and that there's nothing I can do from here, but there has to be something wrong. Go a little deeper, babe. Yeah, dig. Dig, dig in the literature. Whatever you gotta do. <laughs> whatever you can find. Find something. Was it fucking allergies? What do you think? I don't know. I can't even, like, now I'm really getting into it and being TMI, but I have absolutely no secrets and no shame. Same. But diarrhea is my lot in life. Like, that's, I trend in that direction. Mm -hmm. It's not life-threatening. Like, I have a lot of friends who struggle with, like, Crohn's and the IBS and mm -hmm. all of that. Like, I'm thankfully not there yet. But I'm just always trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And sometimes it gets worse. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, maybe I can do a stool sample and get, get some Results? answers. No answers. But no answers. No answers answer yet. free diarrhea. I'm so sorry. I'm just, you know, I'm now really getting into it. But I even saw this fancy GI in <laughs> Beverly Hills at the store. I was like, she's amazing. Like, she's the best GI in the city. Like, she will solve your problems. And I was like, great. It was a super long waiting list. I waited for months to see her. No. Doctor, I'm not afraid to say it, Mary Fareed. <laughs> At UCLA. By the tone, I can tell you had a great experience. So I'm like so excited. I'm like, this one's gonna solve my problems. And I like, I'm so with my stool results. Like, so, you know, I really struggle with intermittent, basically nearly constant diarrhea. Like, please God help me. And she just is like, you know, occasional diarrhea is pretty much the hardest thing in our profession to treat. And there's really nothing I can do for you. She truly said those words to me. No. So you could have sent that in an email. It could have been an email. Oh. I don't want to talk about it. Let's. I don't want to ruin your listeners' days. And I feel like I've shared way too much about my GI system. No, our listeners but have every... heard so much about mine. So it's honestly probably a relief to their ears to hear it come from They're like, finally, else. another woman's talking about finally. poop. Finally. Finally. They're like, one wasn't enough. It's about time. It's Women about time. do poop. And Guess sometimes what? it runs. Shocked much? <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, but we do. Don't worry, because now we're going to get into straight up talking about food. Yes, a perfect transition. <laughs> Although Wait, before we do that, I do have to ask how how is uh, you you write for one of my favorite shows. Oh, I love the sex lives of college so girls. Sweet, it's Taylor. fun as hell. We love it. Who doesn't love it? It's what we call a binger. It's a hit, baby. It goes down easy. It's a, it goes down really. Easy. It's fun. It's so fun. The girls are so lovable. Oh, they're so damn lovable. How, how's the new season going? You know, it's going. Yeah. We've got some exciting, fun, sexy, sexy. risky surprises Ooh, great. headed your way. Great. Ooh. Can't say much more than that. Of course. <laughs> but it's a joy to write for. The writer's right. room is amazing. And Mindy is one of my heroes. She's That's like so in the upper echelon yeah. of amazing female writers and comedians. Like I've always looked up to her and yeah. it's truly a joy to write for her. That's so rad. Is she in the room? Sometimes. Oh, she is. Okay, great. Yeah, she's a busy woman. Who runs Who runs the show? Our showrunner is this wonderful man named Justin Noble. Oh, okay, great. Yes, I've heard great things he's about Justin. He's great. He's worked on a lot of great things, worked on many seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Great. He's an angel. That's awesome. It's, Were you on Brooklyn too? I wasn't. Okay, I was like, did you say, are you my Justin? Are people saying that? 
Oh, uh-oh. No. <laughs> it was like, I, it's a, it's Who's a saying hit that? show. That? So. I know, I wish. <laughs> other hit shows, other hit shows. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Well, and the I'm, room is good. It's good. And I'm such a fan of all the shows that you have written oh, for. Thank you very much. But today is about you, ma'am. You're but so right. You're so right. How dare I? <laughs> but I do love talking about myself. Who has a podcast that doesn't? God, I would hope um, so. That's amazing, though. I am a huge fan. My one question, I won't ask for spoilers, but I will ask. Thanks. Is there any way that we can get... Chalamet, just a new haircut. Oh, that's a great question. I don't think Pauline would mind me saying this. Pauline is the best. She's one of my homies. I love her so much. She's amazing. Her character rocks. She can't. You guys, you guys, someone over there is doing her dirty. Well, I'll just say this. (laughs) Season one, when we filmed, it was peak COVID. Okay. Like peak, peak COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pauline, I believe, had given herself a COVID haircut. I think in then the time mind. that between, makes it so much better in the time between her being cast and I believe her showing up on yes. day one, I'm pretty sure she had given herself a COVID haircut in her <laughs> French apartment. And yeah, it was a wild look. I think she can pull it off because she's effortless and chic and an she's, actress. Absolutely. But I think season two, we had a bit of grow out. It kind of grew out into a little bit of a lob. It did. It did. It was quintessential Ohio mom. And I was like, maybe that's what they're going for. She's got the whole Midwest thing. But as a Midwesterner. Yeah. Come on. I look, (laughs) you know, she plays this like derpy, uh, innocent, like Arizona girl on the show. But in real life, Pauline is truly the chicest, most cultured person. It's so annoying not only did she like grow up in New York and this like artist community with like impossibly cool people around her and like went to that like fucking arts high school that all the cool people went to. She like grew up, spent most of her childhood in fucking France and no her way. and her brother speak fluent French. She lives in Paris. That is like her home base. Yeah. She's chic. She always is like reading the New Yorker on set. Like she of could course. not be more different than her character, Kimberly. But I do think in regards to what's important in her hair, <laughs> I think we are trending upward with the hair. I mean, she fucks. She fucks and she's she, fun and we want to see her hair reflect that change. Look, the show <laughs> is incredible for so many reasons. I think one of those reasons is its wish fulfillment. Yes. Like these girls are all bagging the hottest people yes. in the goddamn world. Like what is this college campus where there are like 28 year old studs yeah, 100%. just walking by constantly? <laughs> it's, great. it's great. And that's the best part of my job. We're just like horny people in a room writing what we want to see. Yeah. Writing what we wish our college experience was like. If exactly. I got laid that much in college, I oh wonder my what God. my career path would be. Girl, the people I got laid by in college, um, both we'll start with the classical guitar major who <laughs> had one hand with super long nails for picking the guitar. <laughs> Like truly <laughs> women's length fingernails. It's really funny. The guy that I slept with the most in college, that's as far as I can say in terms of dating, uh, was uncircumcised. and but, but also American. And so now, as I just told you, I'm having baby boy. I'm trying to get more comfortable time. Thank you. But it's come down to... Uh, that horrible conversation of, are we supposed to circumcise our kid or not? Do it. And Mike is like he's circumcised and is like, I just assumed, but I don't really have an opinion. You have to do it. I have an opinion. I'll die on this You do? I would love to know the opinion. to do it. It Really? Yes. Most people in the world don't do it. I know, but it prevents, I I don't have the exact literature. I wish I did a little research, but it prevents, like if God forbid there's an issue down the line or like an infection or like, I know people that have very unfortunately had to have later in life circumcisions. Really? How many? I've, I've heard like a podcast about one and I know someone personally that had one. And okay. one was like way later in life and one person was like younger, like pre-teenage. And it was, from what I hear, the most traumatizing. Oh, it sounds horrific. Horrific. Yeah. Like unbearable experience. And I guess the odds of that happening are slim, of sure, course. Sure. But- if I could do anything to prevent my child from having to go through something like that, yeah. I I really you know would. it's interesting because again I wish I had a hard opinion on it because it's that's one end of the spectrum and the other end of the spectrum is don't do it you're inflicting that pain as child and also apparently from a cleanliness standpoint it's like you already have like a point oh oh one percent chance of getting penis cancer Oof. and this basically if if you are circumcised you have a point oh oh one percent chance of that. 
less of getting it. So that's the extent of how interesting, okay. of how much health it is. So not enough for it to be like a CDC really, thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. So when people say cleanliness, because I was like, isn't it cleaner? And that was my instinct. Oh, I would never. I'm very sympathetic to the intactivist community. Great. I completely yeah. understand. I mean, this is not my. I don't have a yeah. dog in this. Again, race. I wish I had a hard stance because then it wouldn't be a thing. But <laughs> I get it. Of course, it's more natural. It's yeah. Most of the world doesn't circumcise their children. I mean, I'm a Jewish woman, so like I. Grew yeah, up it's in a very pro circumcision yeah. family. We're just like always talking about circumcision, me and the gold barbs. <laughs> but look, dinner at the gold farm. I don't have a dog in this fight, yeah, or a horse in this race, yeah, yeah. or like a dick in this battle. <laughs> I so, but I just from what I've heard, this God forbid, knock on wood, something yeah. happened down the line. That that would be my reason for doing it. That's uh, that's also great. I'm adding it to the list. Add it. Yeah, I, I love that. Love that we just had this chat. I the know. only reason it was great I bring meeting it up you. I'm gonna head out. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. Such a nice time about diarrhea and, and chopping off my son's uh, part foreskin. Um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, but I only bring this up because that was the guy who I slept with, and I was like, you know, I wonder if he was bullied because I was also like, I wonder which will get you bullied less in the locker room, I mean, circumcised you have or uncircumcised. Imagine it's like depending where he grew up. Like if he grew up. In America. So yeah, do you I mean, think pro- I can call him and say, I know we haven't spoken in, in 12 years, but how was your dick growing up? You know, another, you, sh- you should, and okay. you must. <laughs> I simply insist, please do it now. I also wonder for me, like I'd want my son, I think to look like their dad. Like I think yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, a lot of too. confusion of like, why do I look different from my dad? Sure. Like, you know, I'm all about the simplicity you know, like let's let's have all our genitals look the same. Sure. No further questions, and we won't be discussing it. Great, yeah. Again, I wish Mike had a strong stance too, because I feel like I'm like it's on you. You tell me what you want. I, know, I don't Mike, have come one, on. so I don't know what it was was like growing up with or without. I think I have some phone calls to exes. You to really make. do. I do. You I really do. do. Well, it was kind of funny because he was like, "Well, I've never actually seen an uncircumcised penis," and I was like, "I've seen quite a few." Yeah. Right, let me do some field research and see who was bullied. You're and like, who wasn't. "Hey, college person I slept with, like, would love to have you on the pod." Yes. Is there so a hell you die in wink, wink, like have a private chat if that's okay. No, <laughs> I think you should talk. do on the podcast. You owe it to your listeners. You're right. You're you right. Owe it to us. Come on. Listen, Nate, if you're listening, Nate, I was waiting for the name. <laughs> and, uh, if, if you're listening, just give us a call. Let us know what it was like. Yeah. I mean, obviously we all knew in college. Yeah. So like it was talked about. Yeah. Might as well just get it out there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Anyway, um, happy we got through that one. I know. Uh, but yeah, yes. any other really hot button personal issues? I was going to say about? that we could get into before we get into the most benign loving hill ever, which I really love. Um, you know, it was a weird day today. We're diving into it. We're, I just feel we very got, starved of human contact being on strike. Yeah. So it's just all going to come. It's hard. Out. It's hard having our own our only form of contact being mm-hmm. on the picket lines. So, yeah, the minute I see someone hold a mic up to my mouth, like everything's going to come out. 1000% same. When I I had to leave early because I was like the overstimulation today. Wild. Real wild. People getting weird. (laughs) Weird conversations. Yeah, people getting really weird. Guys, just give us what we want so we can go back into our holes. In our safe little spaces with our little laptops and our comfort rooms where there's only eight of us instead of like a thousand. I know. I just wanted to end. Me too. Come on, AMPTP. Come on. Get with it. Come on. Agreed. Let's go. Um, all right. Well, since we're not going to solve that battle today, God, no. um, let's uh, solve another. Uh, I'm really excited to chat about your hill today because I feel pretty passionately about it as well. Uh, and I, I think you do too. Uh, would you mind telling us what your hill is? My hill is simple. <laughs> the hill that I'm willing to die on is that fruit is the best dessert. There's, Brave. and I just want to say before we dive in, I know that this is, I'm in the minority. I know that. Yes. Which is I, what makes a good hill. I know that I'm bucking against hundreds of years of tradition <laughs> and people's tastes, but I just want you to know before we dive in that nothing you could say will ever convince me that I'm wrong. <laughs> you can throw everything at me. Bring well, your egg. Well, now I have to sit up because now I'm ready to party. This is my straight. this is my jam here. This is my absolute jam here. Fruit is the best dessert. What? What? 
Who hurt you? Villain origin story. For have you always so felt many this way? Reasons. Back up, back up. Have you always felt this way? Did were you hurt at a birthday party? Someone forgot a cake. I think that so many of our adult food preferences, I mean, this is not shocking, yes. are obviously formed in childhood. Absolutely. So I attribute a lot of this to the way I grew up. I have a foreign mom, she's Persian, and there were no sweets in the house. Wow. It was always about fresh fruit. Fresh fruit's a huge part of Iranian culture. On the coffee table in every Persian home, there's usually a overflowing fecund basket of like tasty, tasty fruit, just like part of the hospitality culture. And to me, a good piece of fruit is not only, I'm not even a religious person, but that's from God. (laughs) It's the most natural. I feel connected to the earth. I feel connected to the universe. I feel connected to this beautiful planet we call home. And it was made, it evolved to be delicious. It's divine. There's no explaining it. I can't even really understand how it came to be. But there's just so much variety, textures, flavors. And think of not just the beautiful, delicious taste of raw fruit, which don't even get me started and I will dive in, but the things you can do with fruit. And if that weren't enough, like how good fruit tastes, the variety, it's the health for me. Okay, was waiting for it. It's, and again, this is like last on my list. That's okay, that's okay. I'm no almond mom. That's okay. <laughs> but it is. Wait, what define almond mom? Have you heard this phrase? No. It's a Gen Z, like TikTok-y phrase for people that had moms that were like, I think it's disordered eating adjacent. Uh, yes, okay. It's like moms that would, I don't know, like be like, oh, you're hungry, have a handful of almonds. Sure. Instead of, you know, and really like wouldn't keep snacks in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. like healthy moms. Got it, got it. Point is, I'm no almond mom, but fruit is so healthy. It's good for you. There's actual health benefits, different vitamins. Like you're not going to get scurvy if you're eating oranges. (laughs) You're just not. (laughs) And it's fiber. There's no added sugar. I mean, I don't want to get too into the argument, but sugar is the devil. Okay. Sugars. I'm, and I love sugar, but it's so bad for you. Okay. I'm ready to get, I'm ready to dive in. So this is it. It's the best dessert for those reasons and more. Amazing. Th- these are, these are really good. I, I want to take it minute by fact by fact here. Cause these are really great. I went, I went a little to it. it no, no, that was, be- that was beautiful. Okay. Okay. First and foremost, uh, lovely, lovely that it reminds you of your childhood. Uh, love knowing that fun fact now I had no idea. Did your mom not have, was, is not having sweets in the household aside from fruit. Is that uh, Iranian or is that? There are Iranian sweets. It's its own genre. Just mom. But yeah. so I just didn't really grow up having like the American sweets, like chocolate chip cookies. I truly a chill out my body. I think they're the most disgusting thing in the world. I, my mind is so blown. I'll start with this. A lot of this for me, I don't like chocolate. I think okay. chocolate is so overrated. I think it's <laughs> disgusting. I don't understand what it is with people and chocolate and what lie they're telling themselves and what they're so gripped by. I, like it does nothing for me. So like all those things like cookies, cakes, sweets, this, that, like I, they just weren't in the house growing up and I just find them to be, I'll have a bite here and there, but it can be so sickly sweet, especially all like the disgusting processed fucking garbage desserts. <laughs> they like don't, they, I just taste chemicals and unhealthiness. It just does nothing for me. Whereas like a fresh piece of fruit, get out of here, a perfect piece of watermelon. Is there <laughs> truly like, be honest, is there anything better than a- Yes, oh. dessert. I mean, I, 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 I listen. I like fruit. I love, some could even say I love fruit. Great. I I also firmly believe that all of us deep down have some, at least one sick and twisted food thing that we like or don't like that we're usually afraid to tell the world. Uh, Mine is, for example, that I love a glass of milk with every meal. (laughs) So I know, yes, I do. But I'm also from the Midwest. So I I have switched to almond milk. But if it were up in the writer's rooms, I put it in a mug so no one could tell what I'm drinking. Every meal? 
Yeah, no, I want one with every meal. Like this I want amazing. one with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I love a glass of milk it, for a snack. Sometimes I just need to wash it down with milk and then I feel good and satisfied and full. Love milk. You are tall. That's my gross. Yes, yes. I also think I had very weak bones as a child. I was hit by like an underhand softball pitch that shattered my wrist. How could you? <laughs> you had so much milk. How could you have yeah, weak bones? Well, I think you were after like after that, they were like, come on, let's pump it into her. Oh, okay. So it was sort of post yeah, 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 post yeah. wrist shatter. Um, but I love it. And it comes from childhood. And and I think we I all it. have our sick things and I and and before anyone gets mad in this podcast, I think think hard about your sick thing that you have because you definitely have one. Yeah, I mean, childhood food trauma honestly is a passion of mine and I'm really interested in that yes. area. Oh, great. And we can go back, I but would, I don't want to get distracted. Uh, yes, I would, I would love to get into that. But I, I do think, but I just personally... Uh, like, you know, we'll get into the health stuff, which, which I would love to talk about. Uh, but I personally just... It's just no comparison. To me, fruit is breakfast food. I agree. Like, there's no comparison. Fruit is yeah, better. No, <laughs> it's crazy. It's it, all I can think of is my, you know, and this will slightly point for your health reasons, but uh, my husband's grandfather is diabetic. And whenever we go back east, Someone makes a gorgeous, amazing cake, and then Papa is stuck having fruit, and you just see Lucky. him like longingly looking and being like, "Can I just have a bite?" And all of his kids being like, "No, Papa, your insulin," and he's not allowed to have it, which and it's it's just painful because it's it's the treat, and he's stuck having like sugar-free apple pie. <laughs> I mean, to me, the other part of dessert culture that I find repugnant is there's such an excess. Like, why is it that the piece of cake is so big? Like, why are people eating like a giant cookie? Like, to me, a bite here and there is one thing like, oh, that's a nice taste. Like, sure. okay, wow, that was a really nice piece of like, oh, by the way, I, you should know my favorite desserts are fruit based. Like to me, a key the, okay. lime pie every yes. time. And I, honestly, I'm cool with that. Okay. I love a blueberry. I'm happy uh, we found uh, Yes. So there's, I, I'm, I'm certainly not anti-fruit in desserts. I think it can be a lovely garnish. I think a, a sugar-free, not a sugar-free, a flourless chocolate cake, extra dense with some raspberries on top. Lovely. A blueberry cheesecake. Lovely. I'll even go peach cobbler, nice. key lime pie, tasty. Well, that's, yeah, I'm happy that we found that common ground. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but to me, it's the excess. It's like not just enough for it to be a dessert. Why are all desserts that were served in restaurants and by package, why are they all so fucking sweet? It's got way too much sugar than it needs to. The sugar, it like hits you so hard. I like immediately feel it in my brain and it spikes your, okay. And let's, I, I mean, blood sugar. I know we're going to talk about yeah. health later. Yeah. Well, but, let's just get into it. Let's just get into the health of it, please. I'm, I'm convinced I have gestational diabetes because all I can do at these uh, at these strike walks is eat Porter's baked goods because they fucking rock. I mean, those do rock. But yeah, <laughs> the spike in your blood sugar that you get from having a bite of some something sweet yeah. fruits. Hey, look, fruit has sugar in it, too. I'm it not does. saying fruit's innocent here, but this the spike in blood sugar, it's it's disastrous for our health and body. I mean, I really recommend everyone read the book Glucose Revolution. It will change your life. <laughs> Do you struggle with like falling asleep for no reason in the afternoon or like feeling like your eyes are closing or you're sluggish, you gain weight around your midsection, blah, blah, blah. It's like spiking our blood sugar repeatedly just wreaks crazy havoc on our hormones and it leads to all sorts of scary, scary things. Interesting. And learning that like, I'm not saying that I'm not demonizing anything sweet, but like having protein before like having a full stomach before you eat something sweet or having your fruit with a little piece of cheese or something it's like so good for stabilizing your blood sugar everyone should read that book but mm. look i just i just can't with dessert what's your favorite dessert like oh I, my god all of them oh. I, i'm a huge ice cream head i i could eat i could skip dinner and just eat cake that's the type of oh, dessert lover i am blood sugar but here but here's where i'm at like I've never had blood pressure or blood sugar issues. Not that you know of. I get, I get tested regularly. They're <laughs> t pulling my blood daily at this point That's looking true. for something. I, I still exercise. I, I do eat my fruit. I eat my fruit and veggies, but I, I have a sweet tooth times a hundred. I will say my teeth struggle. <laughs> my teeth struggle. And I won't say that that's not from that. Although I will say, I think it's also genetic, which I also think a lot it of, is genetic. Uh, which I do think a lot of the way we react to sugar is also genetic. I, I agree. I actually was told today by the doctor that I cannot give myself gestational diabetes. I either 
I'm going to get it or not because the way that insulin uh, works in our bodies is not something that we can trigger. It's either working properly or not working properly. Okay. And so, so I was like, oh. There's so. a lot of genetic components to this. Yes. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, so no one should take anything I'm saying <laughs> yeah. remotely seriously. And I am, so. <laughs> I just feel so... Okay, here's what I want to address one thing you said. You you said you eat your fruits and veggies. There's this whole attitude in America I find to fruits and veggies that they're medicinal or they're like homework. Like there's something that has sure. to be eaten. Where to me, not only like does probably every study show from like any sort of discipline about diet that like the bulk of our food intake should be fruits and veggies, especially veggies. So you're not a classic 90s food pyramid girl. <laughs> no, the bottom of the actual food food pyramid, I think it's like been updated since Grains. 1995. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is now. It's like I know, 11 the, servings of cereal. It's crazy. <laughs> I hate the cereal and grain, the lobby, the grain lobby. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. drives me crazy. Yes. But like any doctor, I think anyone would say that the bulk of our diet should be fruits and veggies. And like mm-hmm. I love i mean i know we're not talking about veggies but veggies are also i love them my everything i also like i said i'm not going to demonize either of these things i love myself a good salad i feel great after making myself some spinach on the stove i'll i just feel like they get so demonized it's like fruits and veggies can be fun and as delicious as dessert disagree (laughs) (laughs) okay have you ever had a bowl of really really good shelled pomegranate seeds Yes, but what? To me, that is so beyond anything, anything like baked could do for me. It's so flavorful. There's all this texture and there's like fiber and it's just, it's, it's everything. Like I, my mouth waters when I think of that, when I picture a fucking gross cookie, like nothing happens a for gross me. gross cookie. My God. I just feel, I feel uh, personally attacked on that end, but I, okay. I will give it, I'll give you this. Yeah. When you have, especially like an organic fruit, like someone brought over, for example, tomatoes fresh from their garden. Oh, and I was get like, out Holy of here. Fuck. This is amazing. This is not my store-bought tomato that tastes like fucking fine. And I yeah. have to put, you know, loads of mozzarella and salt on to get flavor it was it was amazing and, and mother up, yeah. earth and the world can do great things we have an orange tree in the backyard brag just moved in it love it so much go take one um and i had the first one yesterday and i was like holy fuck this is the best orange life changing a good piece of produce yes. can does more does more for me spiritually and physically than like a good cookie i mean that being said that after i had that orange later that night we went to go get some ice cream I threw some mango on top of it, but I also threw some mochi and some cookie dough on top of it. And it was fucking heaven. I was so sad when it was over. I I just, I just, I mean, I I think genetics play a role in getting a sweet tooth too. But like, my Lord, I just feel like I I want to take, I want to do a taste test with you and just be like, where is the happy medium? There's got to be something you're missing out on. I don't think so. I think that fresh fruits and veggies are beyond delicious. And I really love like a Mexican fruit cup, squeezing chamoy or tahine on it. Now that to me, now we're taking it to a crazy, indulgent, fun, exciting, sour, salty place. Like I love the salty and sweet, like a little salt on that aforementioned bowl of pomegranate seeds. Like my Persian grandma who did not speak any English would just make me one of those bowls and sit me in front of the TV and I that was an act Listen, of love. Anyone who was ahead of their time in terms of the salty sweet matchup did good. And listen, I'm not I'm not only uh, equating desserts as American desserts. I also love a you know. Do you like like a mango and sticky rice? I do, I do. But it's for me, it's everything in moderation. Okay. You know, like a piece of baklava. I oh. love a piece of baklava. Oh. But to me, it's like a bite will do. And I, but how much fruit are you having in exchange? Like one piece of baklava, are you getting like six apples? You know, okay. You bring up, you bring <laughs> up two really interesting points that I want to specifically address. Okay. First one, well, something you said, we have to acknowledge. I do. We are the benefits of living in California. Yes. And you grew up in the Midwest. You know that the produce in some parts of the country just do not hold a candle to the produce in California. Absolutely. Like I went to school in Chicago and I, I remember feeling so depressed and deprived because I just could not get a good piece of fruit that wasn't an apple there. And coming- Where'd you go to school? I went to Northwestern. Oh, hell yeah. So coming back to California on summer breaks, 
I remember the fruit would be like such a flavor explosion. I'm like, this is what I was missing. Right. So a big part of this is really lucky geographically where we live. Like the produce we have access to is so far and beyond what a lot of the country has access to. Absolutely. Even in New York. Like I feel like when I'm in New York, I can't get a good piece of fruit. Cold climate. Yeah. So look, a lot of this, I feel like people are probably listening to this thinking I'm insane. They probably turned it off by now. But (laughs) If you come to California and you sample our produce, you will understand what I'm talking about. Do you think that taste plays a bigger role for you than the health psychology of it? Absolutely. You do. I promise you it's not about the health. The health health is really like the last thing on my mind. Interesting. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I feel like to me, when people say- (laughs) A fresh, perfectly ripe mango, that texture and you like cut it the right way and you do that little cross hatching and you pop it out- it's juicy. It's flavorful. It's natural. I mean, like I said this yeah, before, I it's really mangoes. a spiritual experience. I, I love mangoes. I do. I love fruit. I just don't think, I just can't imagine saying that it's better than like a gorgeous, like, yeah, again, flourless chocolate cake, fucking oh, heaven. It truly makes me sick. A, a, oh man. Or like a tiramisu. Oh, one of my least like, favorite desserts. Oh my God. Oh, really? I don't like tiramisu. Oh my God. Any type of panna cotta. You're not like a pudding head. Any I could type do of... pudding. You're, you're getting a little warmer for me. Okay. Pudding. I, I'm open to a pudding. Interesting. I mean, cookies and cakes of all. I like all... some desserts. Okay. I don't hate desserts. Okay. I just happen to not like a lot of desserts. But like, I love a rice pudding. Okay. I I won't say no to a rice pudding. I love a rice pudding. I think that my dessert taste is also so different from everyone around me. Like my favorite cookie, if I am going to eat a cookie, it's oatmeal raisin or bust. Okay. I like an oatmeal raisin. Okay. I would would choose the snickerdoodle. I'd choose anything with peanut butter because I I would argue that peanut peanut butter is the best food on the planet. All of these things are good. I am not here to demonize dessert. Sure. That is not my job, but I am so pro fruit and I think it's disrespected underappreciated treated like homework and medicine whereas I think there is no greater joy there is no better taste oh okay I did remember my other point I'm a volume eater oh to me a big part of eating is the volume interesting being able to eat a lot like by the end of a meal nine times out of ten I feel like sickeningly full okay like I have no limit I have no control like it's kind of a (laughs) free-for-all love and fruit does and this isn't about the health yeah it's about like the way it makes you feel yeah like I can eat a shockingly large bowl of cut up watermelon and still feel pretty good Uh whereas if I ate let's say the same amount of ice cream or cake I'm gonna feel so fucking bad interesting I'm going to be crashing. Yeah, yeah. An hour later, I'm going to be falling asleep. I find that fascinating, though, because that definitely is, you know, it's not it's not directly health related in terms of like weight. Right. No, but it is health related in terms of how you how you feel and how you consume, because I would argue, too, like if I have too much sugar, I start to feel a canker sore. So I stop. Mm -hmm. Right. But but that might but that's just a different way of eating. Cause I also have friends who are like, I can't start eating a piece of the pizza or I'm going to eat the whole pizza. Mm. And it's like, okay. So it's like a little bit more of an all or nothing mentality where they then feel healthier. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I also, just in terms of the psychology, it just made me think. Um, so speaking of college, I was in a sorority. Same. Oh, nice. And, uh, I, remember vividly this one day coming home uh it after bars and everyone in the house was chanting and it was because this little 100 pound blonde girl was blackout drunk and trying to break down the kitchen door wow because she was hungry yeah and so people were chanting her name as she was winding up and slamming her body against the wall finally she gets it and people go nuts and she just stands up walks in grabs one banana yes and we were all shocked and everyone was cracking up and laughing and cheering for sweet Mary, I will call her Mary. And uh, it was the best until some girl in the house, everyone was like, oh my God, all she wanted was a piece of fruit. That's so funny. And some girl in the house said, bananas actually have a lot of sugar. You should be really careful with bananas. And from that point on, no one in the house ate a banana for the rest of college. Like, I think that I was scared away from fruit in a way that I somehow wasn't scared away from 
And I'll admit that from, from baked goods, because I think with baked goods, I knew I was treating myself, but somehow I was like, well, if I'm going to have the sugar anyway, I might as well have a brownie. Oh, no, if you're going to have the sugar anyway, right. it might as well be something I, with nutritional value. It just, that just sparked a memory. No, but. I know. Anti, the anti-banana contingent. Like I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, we've yeah. kind of moved past that as society, we did, we did. but there really was a moment like peak wellness influencer where yeah. like the fucking like smoothie bloggers were like i'm making my smoothie with avocado to like cut back yes, on sugar it's way too much sugar and it's super unhealthy and, and i i i worry now we're we're actually in that part of the sugar phase of, of diet culture is cyclical right yeah. and i think we're currently demonizing sugar in a way that it used to be carbs and then before that it was fat and before that and so i feel like i can never trust <laughs> what the diet culture right, is what telling the current me. trend is to yes. your point i think genetics do obviously play such a huge part in how we all process sugar sure sure, sure. and sugar is sugar like yes. it all has a similar effect on your body mm-hmm. and fruit sugar is not necessarily i don't know better or worse than table sugar but it kind of is because like all those table like refined sugar and especially the sugar byproducts like the corn syrups and yeah. all of those things do have such crazy I think like so I don't think this is like conspiracy theory like I think they're no, no, like no, I think, yeah. full on science like cancer causing oh, belly yeah. health gathering hormone disrupting like I mean, I honestly think- I'm never going to argue with you that chocolate cake is healthier than an apple. So don't worry about that. You're correct in these. You Fair. are. Yes. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the freshness too of fruit. It's like a refresh. It's a refreshing mouthfeel. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that in a dessert. I'm looking to be refreshed. I'm looking to feel light. I'm looking to have a moment of sweetness and indulgence, but still be able to go about my day. And I want my mouth to feel light and flirty. So are you a pie head? I, again, you, it's not about me demonizing certain desserts. Yeah, I like a you. pie. No, I like a pie okay. here and there, but you know, a bite will do me. It also sounds like you're a cold dessert person. Like fruit is typically served cold. Yes. Like key lime pie I served cold. I am a cold dessert person. Where are we on ice cream? Okay. So this is going to be hard for you to hear. That's okay. I hate ice cream. Yeah. I don't like ice cream. Never have, never will. I do differentiate between ice cream and soft serve. Oh, great. I, you're a dessert expert. So I want to like be very no, respectful. I support that. I, I'm, I'm a huge Froyo head. I love, I love, I love soft serve. I like Froyo. It's better on my tummy. I like Froyo yeah. and soft serves like that family. Great. A way more than an ice cream. I think your regular scoopable ice cream, I don't get it. That's fascinating. I, I will agree with you especially with age as lactose hits us all at some point or another, uh, Froyo or soft serve. I mean, now that, I'm, good. And now that I think about it, I feel like I've been fed. I was just fed growing up that there are these certain desserts that are so good. Like ice cream is the best dessert. Like ice cream, let's go get ice cream. We're going to go get ice cream. Let's go get ice cream as a so, treat. So like, you did celebrate as a treat. Well, up. it was just pushed on me so much. Like it's at school. We're having little cups of ice cream oh, or so we're going funny. like to the ice cream store. Like it's such a good, uh, like cold stone. Like it was just like an activity yeah. that was so pushed. But who decided that ice cream was like the end all be all sweet treat? Well, was it summer? I don't know. I'm just, I'm wondering, it does kind of feel like this lie pushing us by the dairy industry. Like to me, ice cream is basically cigarettes where we were like told that in the sixties, like cigarettes are good for you. Like everyone should have cigarettes. And like everyone just started smoking cigarettes before we realized how bad it was for you. I feel like big dairy, like made ice cream. But they're like, how can we like keep killing cows and like you invent more milk byproducts? They're like, oh, let's add sugar to it and freeze it. And like yeah. people will eat it. They did a good job. To hear they pushed ice cream on me is so funny because I feel like 99% of my childhood was like begging to go to Sweets, the place in town, to like Mm. get a chocolate shake and just like have at it. And oh my God, what so refreshing. I've just always felt like so different. Like the thought of what's another really good fruit. I'm so happy you brought up bananas. I kind of had forgotten about bananas. I'm a big grape hoe in this household. Oh my God. Grapes? Yeah are so yeah. fucking amazing. Another gross thing that I really love to do, especially recently, have you ever had grapes with peanut butter? No, but I, it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Heaven. Sounds amazing. Yes, exactly. Real a good. A grape, a cold, snappy yeah. grape yeah. with a big bite <laughs> and a snap. To me, isn't that the most satisfying 
fun, delightful sensation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling, I'm telling you, I, I love all these things. I, I love all sugar. I am not, I'm not going to kick any sugar out of bed. I just can't imagine a world where dinner is over and I'm craving something sweet and it's, I'm offered fruit bowl yes. or, uh, you know, creme brulee. And I'm like fruit genuinely bowl. like fruit bowl, please, without fruit me thinking about the potential for gestational diabetes. Like I'm not time. doing it on my own, own accord. Is your family this way? I, I know you said that you grew up with your mom um, having a lot of fruit in the house, but does she also have the same palate? Yes. She doesn't like chocolate. Like I'm sure that there's, again, we're back to genetics. Yeah. Like genetics plays such no, a huge part. No, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. like And I it's just, also a cultural thing, right? It's like if you didn't grow up with the palate. You know, there was never really ice cream in the house. Like I feel like some some people I know always grew up and there was like 10 pints of ice cream in the uh, freezer. Always. See, who knows if it's expired, we're going to eat it. It's an ice cream family <laughs> thing. There are some families Midwest. that like ice cream is such a big part of the culture. Like, okay, my ex's family, yeah. they were like really wonderful, wonderful people, but they were a really big ice cream family. Yeah. And I really tried to get into the ice cream culture, but I just, it has nothing to do with them. But I found it repugnant, basic and obvious. I'm like... <laughs> ice cream like we're just gonna always have ice cream in the freezer we're always gonna have ice cream after dinner I'm like why don't we open our minds what else is out there like why does it always have to be ice cream so it's so obvious okay you're clearly a a salty girl too it sounds like I'm definitely more of a savory person so I think that's key that does I think that's definitely yeah to me like the world of savory treats yeah that's what really lights my fire it really does wait before we get to savory where are you on like candy Okay, I was wondering if this was going to come up. Well, it has to. So candy is a bit of a weak spot for me. Oh, thank God. But I am so against the chocolate world. That's fine. What about the gummy world? It's the sour gummies for me. <sighs> I, I'm breathing like I feel like I'm talking You're to someone like, insane finally. now. I just, I just, there has to be one, right? Like there's got to be some Sour gummies, spicy, like Mexican candy too. Hell like yes. sour, spicy mm. candy. That... That's sort of my, that's my dessert zone. My, okay, if there's great. one that's not fruit, it's Whew, that. I love, okay, okay. So now you have to pick between bowl of fresh fruit. Fruit, fruit gets it. But actually. Because it's the same with candy. Candy's even worse than regular. Like, Are you bringing fresh fruit to the movie theaters? Well, I just, there's certain limitations. Okay, well, good. I mean, there's certain, there just isn't that same limitation with, with a, a Sour Patch Kid. I know, but that's like the problem is that we've been, we're like we've been led to believe that processed food is just so easy and it's so convenient. And we just like go for it because it's in a little package. It's right there. We can just buy it at the AMC. So tasty. I know. I love. I do love candy. Okay, good. I I'm relieved that you love candy. When I was talking about my cavities, I was like, well, we got to get into the realities of it. Well, I should also here. bring up. So my mom is not just person, but she's also a dental hygienist. Oh my god, you have so many internalized I things. I, I even if your palate is telling you you don't like it, the teeth, the health thing. That has to play a role. But it is genetic because I also had a lot of cavities growing yeah. up. And I look, some of us have have weaker enamel. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I'm just happy. Thanks for saying it. I'm see, I'm not, not a I'll trash share. mouth because I'm gross. No, I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Some of us just get more cavities. It's genetic. Yeah. It's genetic. Okay. But if I'm gonna eat candy, which is like the purest form of like most fucked up sugar you can put in your body, <laughs> there's it is made in a factory. There's nothing food like about it. It's so far from food. It makes me like sick that I like it. It's my deepest, darkest shame. I'm so thrilled. I'm so happy right now. It's gotta be like very sour. I'm like, okay, trying what to about think... like a nerd bite? Okay. Nerd so a nerd's rope or a nerd's gummy cluster are at, they're at the top. They're, they're at the top of they're all top... foods everywhere. They're, they're definitely like top 10 foods. Someone, uh, my friends at the theater who are total health nuts tried to buy these sugar-free like peach O's organic. Oh, the smart sweets. Yes. I fuck with a smart sweet. Well, I did too until I put one of those in my mouth and thought good. And then I had bought the nerd clusters because they're heaven on earth. And sometimes you just got to go for it. Yeah. And then had one of those and then went back to have the fakes and was just like, what are we doing here? All I'm saying is I'm really looking forward to the coming years in low sugar candy innovation. Agreed. I think that we have some beautiful bright years ahead of us. I so agree. I'm excited to see what some of our nation's brightest minds come up with. Snaps. I mean, really, (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like when we get our low sugar 
fiber filled nerds gummy cluster, like it's game over. You're so right. I might be back on this podcast being like, I'm done with fruit. I, I aspire to this. I aspire to this day where we have to think about it. It's something to look forward to, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're really not. No, but I did have some, uh, organic something or other Twizzlers the other day. Oh, really fucking good. Were they yum earth? No, I got them in Cambria at some random ass market and I should have bought like 600 of them. Interesting. Were they, they were actual Twizzler sticky. brand? They were like, um, they were not actual Twizzler brand. No, they, um, they Twizzler person were not me well. too. And they were not red vine brand. They were their own thing. Um, and they were chopped up into little bites mm. and they were so sticky mm. and they were so satisfying. I'm really, I'm really glad that we could, we could bond over candy because that, yeah. Okay, I got to know. Uh, I saw on Instagram it was your birthday recently. Mm-hmm. Do you blow out a fruit cup? I did request at our in our writer's room when it's your birthday, you get to request a treat. I did request fruit. No. The room did not like it. I Oh my god, that happened one day. Sweet friend Kim, Kim if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I'm outing you. Uh it was her birthday and she requested latkes. And we all didn't know and thought we were getting cake. Mm. And the room was just like really ready for cake, including a woman who was eight months pregnant. And she was like, the second the latkes came, there was a moment where I thought she was going to start crying because she had been talking about how excited she was for the cake all day that the writer's assistant went out and got her cupcakes because he was like, this woman's going to explode. Like this was, it was just... It was a lot. That was was the right thing to do. If you're expecting cake, I don't think anyone should be deprived of cake necessarily. I, here's my thing with cake. I like some cakes. I don't like chocolate, but like the more the funfetti. Love a funfetti. Genre Mm -hmm. is more my jam. Where we add like red velvet. It's a little too much for me. Yeah, okay. But I find that a bad cake, like a supermarket, you're sort of like generic mass produced cake. Yeah, bad. Agreed. They're bad. Yeah, they're not, they're because they're too I'm dry. Like, I'd it's rather, usually a dryness issue. And if I'm in a writer's room and like a poor, sweet fucking writer's PA yeah. has to go out and schlep and get a cake, it's like they're not, it, their options are so limited. Yeah, it's like going to be a shitty sheet cake. Supermarket cakes are so dry and the frosting is like sickly sweet. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at all, but I would, I would also argue that similarly, certain fruit can be bad. Sometimes you bite into an apple really excited about it and you're like, this is mealy and horrible and I'm so upset that I have it. I 100% hear you. Bad fruit is a disappointment. Bad berries? A bad blueberry tastes like nothing. You're just like, I "I spent $7 on this. Well, that's the thing. Like, I try to be really mindful of my produce consumption and like right. eat in season. It really makes a difference. Oh, smart. Like I, you know, right now our mangoes are really Love. in season. I think mm-hmm. we're kind of towards the end of champagne mango season, but that's a, that's an all-star grapefruit. It really is. It's the kind of mango. It doesn't Best really get stuck tagine. in your teeth. The tagine on there, get Wine. out of here. Ooh. I mean, but yeah, if you're going to buy like blueberries out of season, like that's your funeral and yeah. you kind of brought that on yourself. Right. But right now we're just kind of starting berry season. Mm-hmm. And for those that have the means to try a Harry's Berry Strawberry, have you ever tried no. one? So Harry's Berries are just a super bougie strawberry farm somewhere in California. <laughs> okay. They sell them at soup, very limited retailers. Like they're like so fucking like hard. Bristol? I don't even think Whole Foods, maybe a Bristol, I don't go to Bristol, but I think maybe Bristol, maybe Erewhon, I don't know. Where do you get yours? I there's such a rare treat. Yeah. Because the other thing I should mention is they are basically cost prohibitive. Okay. I think a clamshell is going to run you fifteen to twenty dollars, which sounds crazy, wow. but they are the best strawberries you will ever have. I feel so confident saying that. I I'm ready to try it. I'm in. I'm I'm ready. Look out for them. Um, I I think you also brought in another really good argument. Uh, Cakes and candies, cheaper. Cheaper than fruit. Yeah, for they the can masses. be, for a sure. For but the masses. I guess I don't mind paying the extra money for <laughs> my health and wellness. <laughs> you know, it's just a few extra dollars in the scheme of things. That's fair, that's fair. It's that's going fair. back to me. You're, you're, you're right. You're, you're going to live longer, although then arguably... Never know. You never know. But again, yes. I want to emphasize my argument is not about the health. I, yes, it's yes. And I love that. I, I was ready for it to be all about the health. And all I could think of was like all throughout our lives, the different foods we turned on or the different things we called dessert. Cause honestly, part of me was like fruit is dessert. sounds a little bit like a Cosmo article, right? Like fruit is the best dessert. It's says, hard to 
to really Jennifer you're so bra- you're so brainwashed that yes. I know this take is like radical revolutionary I am brainwashed for sure it's yeah. just, it makes me think that this is diet culture telling me again like this you know it. remember south remember the south beach diet like yeah. the only thing you could eat was like ricotta and like two like my mom did all these things. And so I remember being like, this is the grossest thing in the world. It was like ricotta and chocolate chips. And I remember taking a bite of that and being like, are you mad? This isn't just, this is like, we're tricking ourselves. Yeah. Or like when That's we, tough. when we, when, what was the other big one? Like, uh, is Jenny Craig the one with points? That's Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers. And so it was like, it was like bananas have no points. So you can eat however many bananas you want. All fruits and, and vegetables so have people, no points on Weight right, Watchers. But that's crazy. So then people yeah. are eating like 20 bananas because yeah. they're starving themselves and they're now binging fruit. So I think to me, when I think of fruit as a dessert, it starts to get me panicked in the other direction where I'm like, I'm not falling for it. I've worked hard to have a healthy relationship with food. I think so it scares I'm going people. To allow myself to have to indulge when I want to without feeling shame toward it, without feeling like, you know, I need to eat the whole thing or like the next day I have to be good or I have to exercise. I just want to enjoy it for the sake of enjoying it. I think it's loaded for a lot of reasons. Absolutely. And I think it's radical and revolutionary and it triggers a lot of ugly thoughts in people and people in you thought that I was going to come in and say fruits the best dessert because it's healthy. Yeah. But that's totally not what I'm saying. And I'm just inviting people to kind of, Think about forming a deeper relationship with certain fruits and open your mind to what is dessert can and can't be. I love it. I think you're reclaiming fruits in a nice way. It's certainly challenging my perspective on fruit as a dessert, which again, I think is welcome on top of my desserts um, for now, but I won't. But if I see someone order a fruit cup moving forward, I won't automatically assume they're on some crazy diet that I don't want to hear about. Can't even order a fruit cup. I wish we could go to dessert to restaurants and get like a seasonal fruit plate. You absolutely can. I guess I should be going to more restaurants. (laughs) I was like, it's usually like the last one on the menu. It's always sorbet. It's like cappuccino. Oh yeah. I feel like that's like the, the healthy, healthy option. I'm putting in quotes option. Sorbet. I'm like, come on, where's my seasonal fruit plate? Like fruits and berries. Truly my dream. Fruits expensive. That's probably why. Yeah, actually. That's why fruit dead ass usually give true. you melon, right? Well, yeah. Oh, you know what? I will say I don't like cantaloupe. Cantaloupe can huh. go fuck itself. Interesting. Cantaloupe's a bit of a filler fruit for I me. Also, it is a filler fruit, but also good. I like a honeydew. Love a honeydew. We'll also do it. A Korean winter melon. Delicious. What's that? It's a different kind of melon that you'll find more like an Asian specialty store. Is it That's green? the other thing. You think, uh, no, okay. it's, I no. think, like more of like a white, yellowish. Oh, wow. You think you know fruit. Yeah. But that's another thing I'll invite you and your listeners to do. Go to your local ethnic grocer, maybe a Korean grocery store, a Japanese grocer, whatever, Middle Eastern, and see what kind of fruits they have. Right sure. now we're in plum. There's this like certain Persian mm unripe plum situation we're right in the season love a plum love a persimmon there are these tiny green unripe plums that persian people eat with salt on them Ooh. okay real quick uh since you are a savory head i want to talk about how you got into fishwife and uh if you would kick fruit out of bed for the savory world oh my god i would i kick fruit out of bed for the savory world in general like all savory foods i mean what's your savory like if i had to snack? eat one thing for the rest of my life yeah like is it savory or fruit yeah I'm going to go savory. Wow. I live for the dinner. I'm not living for dessert. I'm living for dinner. I'm living for my delicious protein, my steak, my, Mm. my ground turkey, my lard, my Thai food, like spicy to me. It's all about spicy, salty, sour, smoky. These are big flavor profiles for me. Steak is my favorite food and Thai is probably my favorite genre of food, if not ramen. So I think we're on the same we could have some good. good dinners. We could have some good dinners and then desserts. We could just, we won't have to share. And you know what? I find that every group needs a me. Yeah, absolutely. You can order whatever dessert you want. I'm never going to complain. I, when dessert talk starts at the table, yeah. my lips get zipped. I have no opinions. Whatever the table wants, we get. And right. if a tiramisu or a chocolate cake comes, I'm not having a bite. And that's fine. Got it. More for everyone else. Yeah. It's a little bit like not drinking and then paying the bill. That's fine. Nice of you. Happy to pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but savory to me is everything. I just, 
the nourishment, the salt, the spicy, the Takis. <laughs> like these are the foods that okay, really Okay, so you're a sna- make- are you a snack head? Like I love a chip. Our chip, I, we have an extensive chip collection. I love a crunchy, I love a chip, I love a popcorn. Ooh, love a popcorn. I really love that genre. I do too. Where are we at on um, caramel corn? I like it. It's just, you know, you can only eat so much. Okay. And again, as you know, I'm a volume eater. Okay, great. So a lot of these like super sweet foods, it's hard for me because I want to eat so many of them, so much of it, but it's just too much. You can only have a couple bites. Chips, what are we talking? It's again going to be spicy or sour, like a salt and vinegar is my favorite. Like I don't, I don't want a yellow Lay's. Get that away from me. Okay. I don't even want to fucking see that, no. but it has to have like salt and vinegar is good. Love. And like a Taki or like a ch- really good mm. chip dipped in a really good salsa. Where are we at on sour cream and onion? I like Dijon. a sour cream and onion. I mean, pretty much any flavor. I'm not a big barbecue person. Ooh, I love a barbecue chip. I'll but time it. and place. Time and place. Time and place. I, I hear you. We recently got back into sun chips. Those are, those are good. Those are They have such a crack. unique taste. I'm also, as of recently... And this is for PCOS and women's health issues, not at all for vanity issues. Trying to cut back on my gluten. Great. And I do find sadly that- I don't that judge diet culture. I just fear it for my own. People. Everyone has to have their own relationship with food. Let me be very clear. And I think whatever works for you works for you. And I think focusing on health is very important. And oftentimes when we are focusing on health, we are accused of secretly doing it for weight. And that's not fair. And so That's certainly not why I'm um, doing it. No, yeah. And I totally agree. I mean, when and I got Crohn's really limits me on a lot of good package salty options. That's but, my only complaint. So you created your own. I sure did. That's I amazing. sure did. How did you way. get into it? You know, it was the pandemic and me and my co-founder, Becca, were quarantining together uh-huh. and I'm a big tinned fish eater. The genre is like a huge part of my diet. It's also so good. my upbringing, like sardines i was no stranger to a sardine really yeah great they're so healthy like i could extol the benefits of tinned fish especially tinned small fish like anchovies and sardines are really such a superfood so fucking good for you they they are on every list of what to eat when you're pregnant sardines yeah i mean small fish basically there's less mercury and they're just supposed to be great so so full of omega-3 so full of calcium Mm and sardines because there's bones in sardines Mm. really good source of calcium and I, you know, have you like been to Portugal or Spain? Spain. No, I have not been. So to I grew up eating so much tin fish. And then going there, I'm like, whoa, it's a huge part of the culture here. And there are stores that only sell tin fish with beautiful mm. packaging that like they're little works of art. And it's on, there are these, it's on menus at these like cute little fucking Spain restaurants where they serve natural wine. Like it was such a cool and sexy part of the culture there. And I was like, okay. I believe in the health benefits and like ease and simplicity of tin fish. And it feels so like natural for the millennial way of eating and like how us millennials consume and buy and eat food. And why isn't there a brand that really takes advantage of that and markets it to, I guess, millennials in a sexy, cool, chic way. It just felt like there was a gap in the market for something like that. And we're like, what if we just, and then we just did it. Yeah. And it's crushing. I know it's truly blows my mind and it makes me so happy. And it is funny because I've done so much in my writing career. I'm like, have this Instagram account that I'm like, don't really use a lot anymore, but I'm still really proud of it. But my legacy will be tin fish and I'm okay with that. <laughs> First of all, I love it. I love that you are like such an entrepreneur. You're a doer and I love doers. And Thank I think you. it's incredible that when you look at something like, oh, this is something I'd want to see, you actually execute. And in doing so, you've not only created this amazing following and Instagram sensation life, but also translated it into writing for great television shows. And now you're a business owner in the food world. That's freaking rad. You know, I, how much sleep do you get at night? I, I get quite a lot. So I'm, I'm a co-founder, but I'm not really involved in the business, like on an operational level day to day. Like we have amazing employees that are so much more talented and experienced. But and, like, Caroline, scaling. that's amazing. Even I'm hiring so to do this is really rad. I'm proud of the company. It yeah. is like, it does feel like a child. Yeah. And I'm so, so proud of it. Yeah, I bet. More You've than I'll ever that. be of any child. Yeah, I have. you made that. I, I, like I said, as someone who loves my career equally to my son, um, <laughs> that could change for currently. Uh, I, I absolutely think that's worthy of your love and 
praise. It's the best. I love all tin fish, <laughs> and I might be biased, but I think Fishwife is really, really tasty. We it's have a lot great. Of, I have had it, and it's completely delicious. Eatfishwife.com. Eatfishwife.com. We ship everywhere. I love it. Do you think it could start classifying as a dessert? It's probably more of an appetizer. It's a bit more of an appetizer for me. I yeah. will say that's that's a stance I will not take. That tin fish is a dessert. That's okay, great. I will not go there. We draw we draw the line. We, we draw, draw the line. line. It's right a there. pre it's a pre dinner treat. Uh, a good lunch treat, a good I snack had it for treat. lunch today. Oh, nice! Your own product. I sure did. That's rad. What I get a high testament. Off, I get high off my own supply. I mean, I think you should. I think it's it's really nice to see because it's the opposite of like the Lunchables empire where. Uh, when asked, uh, the children of the creator of Lunchables had never actually had one. And Ooh. because he said, of course, and I would never feed this to my children. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Because fact. it uh, is so bad for them. It's the, sa- it's the same way that the creator cool. of many social media apps refuse to let their kids use it. Because cool. they know that it's. Yeah. Cool. I love um, that. Yeah. Really good. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm happy cool. to know that that's not you, that you love your product. You stand by it enough to have it for lunch today. I do. I love and that I so much. Uh, and listen, we can both support Fishwife. For sure. Even if we can't see eye to eye on what constitutes as a dessert. Look, I think we do. We found a lot of common ground. We did. And I just won't back down from my position as crazy as it sounds. I love it. And that's, that's what makes a good hill. Hopefully I, I don't, I didn't come here to change minds, but I came here to hopefully expand some people's ways of thinking. You know, I think you've done a really wonderful job of dying on this hill. Thank you, Taylor. That in mind, do you have any, uh, last words? No. I think I've said everything I need to say. I think you've done wonderfully. Uh, And with that, are you ready to hear your eulogy? Yeah, I am. Do it. We've gathered here today to celebrate the life of Caroline Goldfarb, who tragically died on the hill of fruit is the best dessert. Caroline is survived by a number of wonderful projects, including the Sex Lives of College Girls, new season coming to you, TBD, after the AMPTP caves to our demands, uh, and her company, Fishwife. Uh, really so good. Go check it out. Go buy yourself some treats. You won't regret it. Uh, you can follow Caroline's legacy on Instagram at porkchop.biz. It's P-O-R-K-C-H-O-P dot B-I-Z. And at official Sean Penn, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-S-E-A-N-P-E-N. And Caroline, we're so grateful for your time here on this podcast and this earth. May you rest in peace in a heaven filled with fruit desserts. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Hills I Die On. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review letting us know what you think. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Hills I Die On Podcast and on Twitter at Hills I Die On. Follow me on Twitter slash Instagram at I'm Taylor Cox. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week.